0: You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we won back down this time. What is up, Reds fans? I'm Jeff Carr and you are Locked On Reds. That's not one, but two wins in a row for your Cincinnati Reds as they take Game Two against the Miami Marlins two to one. We're gonna recap that here in just a moment. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast first and foremost on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya. Also check us out on social media at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and then also look up Lockdown Reds dot com and the Reds they're building that win streak as they had an eight inning rally, an eighth inning rally started by the man of the night, Jose Iglesias had a day now at the plate he was one for two, but he had a home run in the eighth, which tied the game at one for the longest time. The Marlins had a one to nothing lead. It was off of a home run by Neil Walker that he hit back in the third off of Tyler Malley. Now, Tyler Malley had a pretty decent outing. He pitched five innings. He only gave up that one run. He did have trouble with the walks as he gave up four walks. But overall, a pretty good night. He had seven strikeouts for that five-inning stretch. But the Reds just couldn't muster any offense against the Marlins starter, Trevor Richards. Trevor Richards shut them out, and it wasn't until they got into the Marlins' bullpen that Jose Iglesias ripped a homer to right field, and then two batters later, Jesse Winker delivered the go-ahead home run into left field. As Winker continues, it's his second night in a row of hitting a home run. As he's seeing the ball well, he's just needing it to fall, and this time it fell in the seats. The Reds went up 2-1, and Rysel Iglesias closed the door. But Rice Iglesias, despite striking out the side and getting a perfect ninth inning save, his first of the year, by the way, for the Reds, he was not the best Iglesias on the field. Jose Iglesias started at shortstop for the Reds tonight and was on fire with his glove. He made a play in the first inning where it looked like the Marlins were going to get on the board early as they had runners on first and second with one out. And there was a sharp hit ball up the middle. He dove, reached out as far as he could to his left, grabbed the ball, knocked it down, scooped it with his glove, didn't even switch to his throwing hand. He just scooped it to Dietrich at second, and Dietrich then turned the double play. A phenomenal play, but he wasn't done as in the second inning, the Marlins had the bases loaded with two outs and Curtis Granderson at the plate. And the Reds deploy a shift. They deploy the four-outfield shift, and then they also have Iglesias right over the second base bag. They have Derek Dietrich playing really deep into right field. And then, of course, Joey is playing just shade shading over to the first base foul line so it's an extreme shift for Curtis Granderson and Granderson hit a weak bouncing ball right to where Dietrich would have been had he not been shifted but it was almost in the hole and it would have scored a run but Iglesias ranged over from the second base bag scooped the ball up with his glove and once again with his glove, flip the ball to Joey at first base to get the final out of the inning and save a run. There was just something about Jose Iglesias. He he just didn't really want to switch the ball to his throwing hand tonight. Not sure why, but he was dealing with uh, you know the tosses that he was getting out of his gloves. So I guess you can't fault the man there. He was playing really well on the field. And then, of course, the game-tying home run in the eighth, just have a night jose iglesias and after the game in an interview with fox sports ohio he had mentioned that the reds are really looking to build you know now it's back-to-back wins if they can come out and sweep the marlins in tomorrow's you know thursday afternoon special then they'll go to mexico four and eight and that is a phenomenal number they're three and eight now if, you know, get one more win, face the Cardinals 4-8. and eight. Who knows? Maybe they take one of those two, maybe even both of the games in Mexico, and they're 6-8, and eight, and it's almost as if that first, you know, nine-game stretch where they lost eight in a row is completely erased. So let's see if they can do that. But what a night for the Reds, a different night, as in they didn't kill the ball like they did on Tuesday but they still managed to get the win, and they still managed to give everybody at the ballpark free pizza. As all in all, the Reds trotted out four pitchers, and they combined for 14 strikeouts. Amir Garrett actually got the win in relief. He pitched an inning and a third with two strikeouts and got his first win of the season. And then in between Garrett and Iglesias was Jared Hughes, who had a pretty decent outing as well with two strikeouts in an inning. Of work, so it's really good to see, you know, an all-around good performance for the Reds. This felt like what they were going through in the first week, where their pitching was just on point. They were holding the other teams down as much as they could. You know, it wasn't a shutout, but at the same time, you know, only giving up one run, it might as well be a shutout. And the bats actually came through this time and did not get blanked like they did in the first week. So it was great to see the fight from the team. Great to see the comeback. And I'm going to give you a little bit. We're going to preview Thursday. And then also I'm going to do a quick segment, a quick throwback Thursday segment here coming up. But I just wanted to remind you about Locked On MLB. That's the podcast for the league. It's hosted by Sully Baseball. Each and every day, he takes a look around the league and gives you some interesting points of view and good takes and things like that. He had the Lockdown Rangers host on the other day just to talk Rangers. So you'll get a look at each and every team around the league. That's just what the Lockdown Podcast Network is. Your team each and every day. And with Lockdown MLB, it's your league each and every day. Definitely check that out. Guys, real fast, I want to take a moment out of today's podcast to plug BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has a special offer for listeners of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Just head on over to their website, BlueChew.com, and enter promo code MLB. You'll get a free offer from them. You just pay $5 in shipping. They'll send over a little bit of their product to you at your door. Blue Chew has the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, and it works very quickly in a chewable form. If you're looking for a performance boost, then look no further than Blue Chew. It is the fast, easy, and cheap way to get that performance boost, and through this special introductory offer, go over to their website, bluechew.com, enter promo code MLB for a free shipment today. This is the Lockdown Reds podcast on a Thursday, a quick preview of this afternoon's game. Most of you may be listening to this podcast after the game has already started, but just in case you're catching this in the morning, today's game will be the 3rd against the Marlins, and the probable starter for the Reds will be Sonny Gray. He'll look to continue the dominance that he showed in his second start against the Pirates at PNC Park. He will oppose Pablo Lopez for the Marlins. Pablo has pitched two games as well. He's got 10 and a third innings pitch with 12 strikeouts. He does have a 6-10 ERA. In his last start, he pitched against the Braves. He gave up four earned runs, had a walk. He did have five strikeouts, but gave up seven hits. So maybe yet another chance for the Reds' bats to continue to build confidence. And Sonny Gray really has an opportunity To continue to cement himself, I really feel like that second start is going to be closer. I'm not expecting him to shut everybody out from here on out, but I think that's going to be a lot closer to what we're going to see this season than his first start against the Pirates. Just in case you've forgotten, his last start, he did get saddled with the loss because the bats just weren't doing anything for him, but he did pitch six and two-thirds innings with seven strikeouts, and he only allowed three hits, but like I mentioned, he allowed one earned run, and because the Reds just happened to score zero, he got the loss. Not to throw cold water on anyone's enthusiasm, but The Reds did have a bit of a struggling night at the plate on Wednesday. Other than the two home runs, there was only one other hit. Matt Kemp had a hit. And, you know, guys like Joey Votto, he struggled. He struck out twice. Derek Dietrich had a strikeout. Tucker Barnhart struck out. And obviously, as I mentioned, no one else hit aside from Iglesias, Winker, and Kemp. So a lot of guys are looking for a hit on Thursday. Hopefully we'll see some day game magic before the Reds take off to Monterey, Mexico. We'll look for that third straight win. And as I mentioned, it's something that in the offseason I was able to do almost full episode. Most of the time it was a full episode based on a throwback Thursday. Looking at a former player, former manager, or a former team of the Reds that maybe may have been forgotten or, you know, stuff, stuff like that. Like, all due respect to the Big Red machine, but most of you all who are listening know pretty much everything there is to know about them. Same with the 1990 team and really as fresh as the last couple of playoff teams are in our memory, there's no reason to really revisit those. So I'm kind of leaving those be and looking at some other dudes who, you know, were unsung heroes in the history of the Reds. But just today for a segment, I want to look at the playing career of David Bell. Now I'm not saying, obviously he wasn't even a former Red whenever he played, but now that he's the manager it's, it's important to see kind of where he came from in his playing career. He played for a lot of teams. He started with the Indians and then played for the Cardinals for a few years. Then he was sent back to the Indians. And then after the Indians, he played for the Mariners for a few years. Then the Giants, the Phillies. And he finished up his career in Milwaukee with the Brewers for his career. He had 123 home runs with 1,239 hits, a career batting average of 257. So, you know, I mean, he was, he was an okay dude. He was kind of the... I, whenever I think of a solid dude off the bench, a solid utility guy or something like that, I always think of Willie Bloomquist, David Bell, essentially his career was kind of like the Willie Bloomquist type career where he never was the big bat on a team. He never was the guy, even maybe even the second or third or fourth guy that you worried about, but he kind of held the team together with his different performances. The best year of his career was with Seattle in nineteen ninety nine where he compiled 597 at-bats. He played 157 games, the most of his career. And he was able to hit 268 with 21 homers and 78 RBIs. He only had one other season close to that. That was in 2002 with the Giants when he hit 261 with 20 homers and 73 RBIs, and he played 154 games. Other than that, he was kind of bouncing around. He was an everyday player here and there, but for the most part was the kind of guy that came off the bench and gave a team stability. And that's fine. That's the kind of guy that I think leads to a good manager. He understands what the team needs when the team needs it. And so far, honestly, I mean, I got some pushback whenever I called him awesome. Whenever he ran out of the dugout, he was the first man out of the dugout in the fight to jump in the umpire's face. But I think that he is going to be a good manager for the Reds. Obviously, the sample size is far too small to be judging him on wins and losses at this point. But I think when it's all said and done, this will have been a great hire for the Reds. That's going to be all for us here on Thursday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's show, if you have not already. Hit that subscribe button for me. I would appreciate it. On iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Really anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, the new Himalaya app. I kind of you know forget to plug Himalaya a little bit, but it is an awesome app in which you can create podcast playlists, which is something that's pretty awesome. I think iTunes is finally starting to get on there. But Himalaya also has personally cured playlists, so you don't even have to put it all together. You kind of play a podcast here or there and then they kind of start to figure out your tastes and build podcast playlists based on that. Kind of like the Pandora of podcasts, but you know, no one's told me to say it. That's not official. That's just a thought that I had. Whatever. Anyway, check out Himalaya. And then also check us out on social media at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds. And then go to lockdownreds.com. Tomorrow will be phoned in Friday. I've got C. Trent Rosecrans in to talk Reds with me. Definitely check that out, and I'll talk to you guys then.